Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Principle of Hospitality, the podcast. Now, we've had a collision of worlds, a joining of forces, a banding of brothers. Sash from Principle Design and me, Sean from Open Pantry Consulting, are pleased to announce this venture for 2021, Principle of Hospitality. Now, we know that food brings people together and promotes community. And at Principle of Hospitality, we are here to disrupt current perceptions of what the hospitality industry can achieve in today's ever-evolving and challenging environment. Now, that's why we've partnered with Chef's Hat on this Principle of Hospitality podcast. Now, if you didn't know, Chef's Hat is the largest family-owned and operated hospitality supplier in Australia. They strive to inspire cooks, chefs, bakers, and bartenders to deliver the best product with the best tools every day. So that's why we're so proud to partner with Chef's Hat, where the industry shops. Now let's get into today's podcast. I think you're really gonna enjoy it. So good, Sean. It's great to be here. Mate, it's fantastic <laughs> to, um, to have this early morning conversation with you as we record. And, um, mate, it's just, it's just awesome. When, when we talked last week, it was just really great to, to talk to someone who's really different in food. And, you know, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> I don't mean that disrespectfully to the other, you know, 130 <laughs> odd people I've had on the podcast. But, sure. like, uh, as I explained to you last week, I've, I've never had someone on the podcast who's actually a food stylist. And, right. Yeah. And, you know, and obviously you do, you're doing so much of the may, a way of actually making food, but to actually create um, great looking quality food all the time, like I can't even imagine that kind of pressure that would be involved. So <laughs> I, I really want to get into that today. But let's talk about you know how you started out in the food industry. We obviously talked about your father there and and having the restaurants in New South Wales, but but how did you get into it yourself? Yeah. Sure. So I think. The way it started was just a passion for food. I loved food as a kid. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, as you mentioned, my dad owned a buffet restaurant when I was a, like, yeah, a kid. And growing up around in that environment, I um, was constantly around food. And I was I was one of those really chubby kids. Um, <laughs> so, but am. then when I, I was in high school, I had the opportunity to do like hospitality as a subject at school. Mm-hmm. And um, I entered a couple of competitions and it was called the world skills competition uh which is a global competition yep. and i went pretty well in it um from an australia point of view um so i knew that i kind of had the skills and so then after school i entered another competition through uh good taste australia magazine which is now taste.com mm-hmm. and um i did it's like one of those simple submission recipes so i i submitted my recipe and waited a couple of months anyway i got this call saying like we'd like you to come to sydney and mm-hmm. present your um recipe to the judge and that was like you know that was awesome and yeah i, I won the people's choice award in that and so wow. at the end of the competition um the editor uh, michelle Southend was like oh you should become a chef and i was like hell no i'm an extrovert <laughs> because like the hours that's yes. just not my thing yes. um i love food and love creating it i love cooking but the pressure in a kitchen, um, it just, I just knew it wasn't really for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she said, oh, okay, well, like, have you ever thought about like food styling? And I was like, well, I didn't know what that was. Yeah. And, um, yeah. 
she said, why don't you come down to Sydney? Because I was living in a place called Foster at the time. And um, she said, why don't you come down to Sydney and I'll get you on a couple of shoots and we can just go from there. And so mm -hmm. that's how it all started. Um, I started doing some shoots for taste.com. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, from there, it just grew and grew. And then I moved, uh, I was doing editorial only. And then I started moving to like TV mm -hmm. commercial. And um, how did yeah, that, I'm how did that loving happen? that. How did, you, how did you go from like to go into TV? Because a lot of the people who, you know, listen to the podcast, obviously from the industry, Jacob, like how did you make that movement? Because that's such a big jump. <laughs> yeah, it was a big jump. Um, well, the thing about food style, especially in commercial land, it was, it's definitely, it's very niche. Mm -hmm. um, not many people do it. And then, so I, I guess I, it was a contact that I made. I nice. I did what like lots of people do when you're desperate and looking for work. I contacted this person, cold called them, um, and I just said to her, um, "Hi, I'm. I want to become a food stylist for commercials. Can I join you on a shoot for free?" And wow. so I just started doing free, um, assisting her mm -hmm. on shoots, and that's how it all kind of started. Um, mm -hmm. From being the assistant, then she managed to get like budgets and things like that, the bigger jobs and was able to pay me and I just learned so much during that time. Yeah, right. So mm. so what are you like on a day-to-day, -day, like what what would a food stylist actually mean? Like what is sure. it what does it mean you question. do when you when you you know turn up to a to a shift or a shoot, you know? <laughs> shift. Yeah, sure. So <laughs> I guess it really depends. I think there's two like subcategories. You've mm. got editorial and then you, which is your magazines and your product shoots and things that you'd see on the side of a bus. Mm -hmm. um, and that's all really quite organic food, stuff that you can eat. Um, it's cooked properly as you would probably cook it similar to home to a yes. certain extent, majority of the time. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's done really beautifully and it stills. Commercial is something totally different. Um, mm -hmm. It's almost slightly a science and lots of weird and wacky things happen. Mm -hmm. So like, and I think we've all heard of them, like, you know, so it's my fault that the McDonald's burgers look the way they do. And <laughs> when you go to Macca's, it's not the same. Um, and so the tips and tricks that we do for commercials in those situations, yeah, are kind of unique and crazy. Yes. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it's early mornings, it's getting super prepped, but everything has to be super fresh, um, making sure like when we go on a shoot as well, it's sometimes I'm cooking in a garage. Sometimes I'm cooking on the beach. It's not, um, I don't have my own little kitchen van thing that uh, this luxury it's, it's very like, yeah, DIY kitchens wherever we go, because usually we're mm. shooting in the kitchen, whether yes. it be like a, I did a bacon job the other week. And so obviously the family, we're in this massive mansion, but there's only one kitchen in a mansion. And so the shoot <laughs> is the family around the kitchen table in the kitchen. So where is the actual food going to be? getting cooked out well, yes. yeah yeah put jacob downstairs in the basement and he can cook <laughs> the bacon from there that's kind of it so it's and so here i am running up the stairs with bacon um so yeah that's kind of like it in a really small nutshell yeah right. um but yeah they're long days but super fun lots mm. of people on a shoot for commercials a lot less on an editorial um yeah so that's a snapshot i guess yeah i imagine it must be really um rewarding like when you're in the shoot and then when you're when you actually see the finished product, right? Because you're obviously dealing with photographers and videographers as well as yourself, like to, exactly. to make this, you know, to make this product sing and make it look incredible. Like I yeah. imagine the end result must be so fulfilling after you know carrying bacon upstairs from a basement <laughs> kitchen. 
Yeah, no, you're so correct. It's actually such a weird moment. A um, couple of months, oh no, years ago now, I was, um, I did my first McDonald's job and within commercials, like that's, it's the biggest client you can get. Mm. Um, and there's a lot of pressure, you know, there's at least like, you know, there's 80 people on the shoot and you're the one food stylist. With I had a couple of assistants wow. and you know, there's a lot of pressure because all of this, this specific ad was for the food. There was no talent in it. It was yes. on a turntable and there was 12 different menu items on the, oh, on this massive wow. turntable, including things like a uh, McDonald's soft serve. Um, <sighs> so it was Jokes. like insane because I had like, you know, you had, you had three burgers, fries, mm-hmm. um, a Sunday, all this stuff, but then also this, freaking soft serve cone that i had to do every like minute to make sure it looked good and then so seeing that um i was just at home a couple of like about a month later and i was just watching tv and next minute the ad came on and it was just like i like got my wife like that's me that's me but that's like like, i'm on tv but it actually wasn't she's like oh it's nice it looks really good i'm like you have no idea that was like a five-day shoot you don't know how many soft five days yeah so it's just like wow yeah, it is definitely a proud moment when you see yourself on TV. But then, like, you just look at them like, no one actually really knows how much work, time, and effort goes no, into an no. ad like that. No. Well, I, I wouldn't have thought 80 people um, yeah. on a five-day shoot. <laughs> I would have thought, obviously, you know, you're right. Like, McDonald's McDonald's style in, in Australia, especially the last 10 to 15 years, has been exceptional. Um, and, and obviously, they're high volume, so they can, ex- you know, they can afford right. to spend that kind of – to spend that kind of cash, right? That's crazy. Yeah. Like yeah. super impressive, super impressive. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's do the shameful plug because this is uh, an incredible book. So Jacob Food, An Entertainer's Guide to Food You'll Actually Make. Um, and after we talked last week, I love the title, by the way. After we talked last Thanks. week, um, you were um, I was very lucky that you sent me the book and uh, a couple of other lovely things that I want to talk about later in the podcast too. <laughs> okay. Um, now, when I picked up this book, Jacob, like I was just like, "Shit, this is ac- this is actually like the title is right, you know? This is food I can actually imagine making, and I will be making uh, with my partner over the next couple of months. Like, it's just right. it's easy easy to understand. The thing I liked about it, as I said before, the podcast too, is like, you know, it's got like sections like picnic and and Christmas. Like, I've never seen Christmas properly in a cookbook before. There was actually right. stuff that I could see that, um, you know, that you could actually cook. Um, mm-hmm. How did the process come about that you decided that you wanted to do the, the cookbook um, and and going through that process of actually, you know, making a cookbook? Is it as fun as what my head sort of thinks it is or is it no, you know, it's not. 80, 80 people on a five-day shoot like what you just explained <laughs> no. for a McDonald's commercial? <laughs> <laughs> sure. I think um, to be honest for me, it was something that I always really wanted to do because mm. I guess it was just a, it, the book is me. The book is a product of me. Um, and I guess I did feel that there was a bit of a, a, a gap in the market when it came to cookbooks, because I'm like, there's lots of cookbooks out there by like lots of celebrity chefs and mm. things like that. But I did feel like there was a lot of personality um, missing in yes. cookbooks. Yeah. Um, and I know I'm a bit of a quirky, sassy person, and I just felt like, why can't a cookbook be just a good read? 
yeah. rather than like necessarily having to cook everything. Yes. Um, and then obviously my ego had a big thing to play in it as well to do it. Cause I'm like, I, I'm a sucker for punishment. I really wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, the, the process for me was because it was, um, I'm self-published. Yes. So that means I don't have the luxury of a publisher who, you know, paid for it and mm-hmm. then puts it in a thousand bookstores. It's literally, it's a hard slog. Yeah. Um, so I crowdfunded it, which was wow. such a nerve wracking experience. Yeah. Um, but like it, it's not cheap to do to do a proper cookbook. Yes. Um, yeah. So like the budget for the cookbook and mine was a very limited budget. Mm-hmm. I, it was thirty five thousand for me, mm-hmm. um, and that's yeah. That was that was the process for me, um, and I smashed it out in nine months. Yeah. Right. Um, so it was like a first of Jan thing. Yes. And then I had the books delivered um, on the first of December. Wow. Uh, so we, I was really determined to smash this out. It was a one-year project for me. Yes. Um, and then, yeah, for me, like as the title says, it's a entertainer's guide to food you'll actually make. Mm-hmm. I um, got heard a stat from one of the food editors saying that only 1.4 recipes are made from a cookbook and or magazine. And the average like recipe in a magazine is 80 to 100, which is the same as a cookbook. Yeah. Um, and so I found that really fascinating. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, no, I want people to actually make this food. And so making sure like a couple of things for me when writing it. And I think this is where this, you can tell that I'm not a chef. Let's just make it clear. Because mm-hmm. I was like, everything that is in this cookbook needs to be accessible. Therefore, it's like, it's a, it's a supermarket recipe as in like, you don't need to go to specialty stores. It's, yes. it's convenient. It's yes. cost effective. Yes. And then I also wanted to break it up into entertaining moments yes. because I think that was really important to me as an extrovert that I'm like food is celebrated around people. So mm-hmm. what are the celebrations that will do this? So brunch picnic, as you mentioned, Christmas. And so I kind of wanted it to be a book for the whole year. So I have weeknight dinners in there. So super simple, which is like a chapter that, you know, the 20 minute meals. So yes. Jamie, all the eat your heart mm-hmm. out type moment. So mm-hmm. just things that, you know, it's a book that you can refer to throughout the year. It's not just a one book for crazy salad recipes. Yeah. hundred percent. That was the heart behind it. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think you're doing yourself a disservice there. Like uh, what I, what I liked about it was the fact, <laughs> what I liked about it was the fact that I read through it and I went, okay, well I've been in food for a long time and like everything I can understand, but I like the fact that you method things really well. Like right. that, that was the thing which I found really, really smart was you methoded it really well. And like, I understood straight away, like how to, how to make something work, what I could envisage it would look like. Obviously it's great food yeah. styling in the, in the book. Um, and and I can imagine myself doing that sort of stuff rather than mm. like in some cookbooks which I've got which are fantastic, having to Google um, ingredients because I literally don't know what they are. Like yeah. I-, I think is a barrier for cooking and I think this is a, like a really good um, a really good way for people to understand how to cook food properly and feel confident and, and do things sure. like, you know, there's a lot of stuff around parties obviously as you said and, yeah. and I think that's – that's what people want. They want, you know, yeah. they, they want to show off a bit, you know, but not, yeah, totally. but not be pretentious. And I think yeah. that's what I really like about what you've done here, you know? Yeah. I definitely mm. found like just a lot of my friends very, uh, very intimidated by food. Um, yes. They would never invite me over for dinner, which I think most chefs get. Yes. Um, because there's a genuine like, oh, I can't have them there. Because either they're, they're going to judge 
or like I'm just not that good. And it's like, mm. listen, I've been on a fast food job for the past five days. I'm eating <laughs> chicken out of a bucket. Um, so like, trust me, it's okay. I'll eat anything. Um, but I think just trying to get people on the journey, like it's, cooking shouldn't be scary, intimidating, regardless who you're cooking for. Mm. Um, so just trying to make it a bit more accessible. Yes. Um, and yeah, it's a, it's a creative outlet. Like, yeah, 100%. Give it a go. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk about your following on social because obviously you've you know you've got you're on TV you're doing a fantastic by the way you're doing a fantastic job on TV like it's really Thanks. impressive to watch you on TV especially with Diana. Um, Thanks. You've got a great following on you know on social media and that kind of stuff. You're super fun. Um, I love seeing your um, Easter egg hunt the other day. Um, that was really <laughs> cool. Um, you know how did how did that sort of eventuate, Jacob? Like was that was that you and your as you said before like extroverted personality sort of um, lending itself to things like social media and being in front of the camera from from doing food styling and being behind the camera? Like, how did that sort of come about? Yeah, I think, well, I started the, yeah, I started Jacob Food um, when I started being in the industry, which mm-hmm. is like 10 years ago now. So I started when I was 20, so I was pretty young. Yes. Um, and, yeah, just, I guess for me, it was just like an outlet that I, I just really wanted to show that, hey, food doesn't have to be serious and like it doesn't have to be intimidating. Sure. And I know people like love watching lots of cooking shows and things like that and the stress or stress and pressure mm. of cooking shows is entertaining. Yes. Um, but also like when people watch MasterChef, they're like, are these like, these are like novice cooks. How can they be making a 12-tiered layer cake? And I'm like, <laughs> not even I can make a 12-tiered layer cake. Let's be, let's, be, let's be real honest about it. Yes. And so just like, I think for me, just being quite real um, in the kitchen, like my kitchen is the most ugliest kitchen that you've ever seen. It's from the 70s, so it's it's orange. <laughs> um, and like, it's just, I feel like I don't want to be pretentious. I just want to be real. Yes. Um, and this is who I am. So if you're down to have some fun in the kitchen or just see my day-to-day stuff, yeah, come on the journey. It's always quite fun because I just, yeah, I love just sharing what I'm doing, especially when it comes to food. Yeah, for um, sure. So the following is like very organic. It's, mm-hmm. it's just started, um, yeah, there's been no like sponsored things and all that type of jazz. Like I've done that in the past, but it's very organic. Yeah. Because you've, um, you've done stuff with MasterChef before, haven't you? Like food styling. I did some styling yeah. um, for some of their commercials. Right, for some of their commercials, right. I was curious if you've been like on those uh, on those shows before and actually, you know, been around – you know, when that drama is kind of happening and what that's sort of No, like. I I haven't, thankfully. <laughs> I've heard a lot about it. <laughs> super curious. I'm super curious how it's gonna how that kind of um how that kind of T V is gonna play out and, and um and how it's going. Like and, and um you know, if that's bringing people into the industry and thinking about um thinking about coming into the hospitality industry, you know what I mean? Like totally. it's, it's quite it's quite a different Chef, time. Was it- yeah, MasterChef definitely has inspired so many people. I know it's just inspired so many people just to get in the kitchen. Yes. For sure. Yes. Um, and that's that, that's the beautiful thing about it. I think MasterChef in Australia has really changed Australian food culture in the mm. home. Mm-hmm. Not that we're all making crock and bushes and so on um, or <laughs> snow eggs. Yes, but I think eggs. it's just – it's definitely opening um, up the palate for Australia. I really honestly believe that. Yeah. 
Do you think um, – just going back, I want to go back to your book for a second. Like, And obviously you're talking about how you, um, how you self-published this book, Jacob. Are you, are you thinking that you want to do another book? Like you, are you wanting to do more stuff in that realm now that you've gone down this, you know, self-publishing um, kind of pathway? Like when I thought about it last yeah. week after we, after we chatted and, and the fact that it is self-published rather than, you know, um, mm. rather than using a publisher – it's kind of like yeah. an, it's kind of like a, how an independent restaurant would set up, rather than rather totally. than you know you joining a group of people and, and you know maybe doing a franchise business or something like that. It's quite yeah. interesting. So, are you looking to do yeah, another no, one? Listen, I would definitely do another one. Mm. Um, for me, like the the first book was a massive, it was a massive project. Don't I think people just think it's quite easy? Yes. you know, like oh, I've already written these recipes. I just need to get a photographer, mm. and um, I've I've got a book. It's actually not that at all. It's mm-hmm. um. It's a huge process from like styling to props, look and feel, yeah. uh, printing. Like, and when you when you self publish, you're you're doing everything. And mm-hmm. I remember when the two pallets of books arrived, and um, I said to a mentor of mine, uh, Jane Grover, I was like, I did it. I've made. My, I did the book. It's finished. And she's like, It hasn't even <laughs> begun. And I was like, Damn it! She's like, You now need to sell yes. these books and. Yeah. You know, and that's that's the constant reality that, yeah, I do have to sell these books, and they, you will not find these in Dimmicks and things like that because mm. it it is, which is really unfortunate because it's such like a, it is a dying industry print, um, yeah. especially for books. And when I know I was at a bookstore the other day, and I was like, holy moly, there is so many good books here. Yeah. So like, it is a very competitive market. But I think if you've already got an audience, and if like you're a, you're a small restaurant and you have like a regular community that's coming in like i would encourage people to do it i would um do a second book for sure mm. um i don't think i would self-publish it i actually i'll tell you this, i will not self-publish again. why is that um and the only reason for that is probably um the responsibility of selling them right okay um however let me say this i do not regret at all mm-hmm. self-publishing my first i would mm-hmm. recommend people if they're looking at doing it I'm like self-publishing your first is awesome because you can do whatever you want. It mm-hmm. is your book. Mm-hmm. Um, when you do publish, it definitely is no longer your book to a certain degree. Yes. Um, you will get told the budget and what what recipes they want, mm-hmm. not um, color, cover, like all these different <laughs> things. Yes. Um, and I was just like, no, this is my book and this is the way I want to do it. Sure. And self-publishing gives you that creativity, that flexibility to do that. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, I'm happy to hear you're going to do another one, so that's good. So, um, <laughs> please don't tell us what it's going to be about because that'll, that'll spoil the journey. Um, but I do want to talk about. Obviously, I said at the start of the podcast that I was um, after we chatted the end of last week. I was lucky to get a very um, quick delivery um, to my house <laughs> from your other thing going on, which is Good Day People. Um, yes, which which incorporated some beer and incorporated some chocolate and some and some yeah. nuts and stuff. Awesome, awesome artisan sort of products. Yeah. Um, how the hell did that come about? This, no, this is so good. This is so funny <laughs> because, like, me and my wife. My wife is a graphic designer, right? Um, and so we we were in lockdown, the first one. Yeah. And we um, we wanted to get a gift for a friend, and so and we didn't. Really, it's not a great friend. So we're like, let's just send them the bottle of wine. <laughs> just one of those friends. Like, you know, nothing that I'm going to send like a big thing to. Um, I hope yes. they don't listen to this. Um, anyway, it was in lockdown. And I was like, let's just send them like, a bottle of wine and a chocolate. Yeah. 
you think I could find anywhere online to send a bottle of wine and chocolate yeah. that was like under 50 bucks? No, yeah. I couldn't. That's super interesting. Which really, yeah, which really mm. frustrated me. So anyway, obviously like, you know, shoots had pretty much stopped at the time mm. because this was like first week of lockdown. Everyone was freaking. My whole calendar was pretty much freed up going, we can't shoot at the moment. Yeah. Um, and so I'm sitting at home just going, okay, well, here's like a little opportunity. So we looked around and there's so many gift hamper places um, mm. on the interweb. And so when I was looking at them, I'm like, these are things that you get via Nana. Um, <laughs> and this is all really boring. Yes. And really daggy and yeah, yeah shortbread and cellophane. And I was like, yeah. I'm like, we can do something way better than this and way cooler. So we just started doing some research. And then we like, we did all our research and found some really cool, like artisan creatives, like just a whole bunch of people that we loved mm. brewers, um, yeah. roasters, and uh, like organic farms and stuff like that. And this is also just like, we're in the middle, like start of COVID. Yeah. And then not forgetting that we just had significant bushfires completely ravaged the country. Yeah. And so initially like, let's just like try and support businesses that have been fire affected mm -hmm. and then COVID hit. So then let, like, okay, how can we support other hospitality, um, you know, people and yep. industries. And so yep. we, we created good day people, which is essentially a, a gift type of business that is supporting Australian local businesses, but we are we do it in such a way that's really cool, fun, and quirky. Yes. Where our, our target demographic is, you know, twenty five to fifty five in a way, like mm -hmm. people that yeah that like a bit of fun. It's fun, bright, colourful. Yes. No cellophane in sight. No, um, it's not super feminine. We, I guess, that's the other thing I liked about it. You know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and it's like our products are cool and mm. yeah stuff that you wouldn't find you no. know in your stores around so yeah it's been awesome so obviously we were stoked if we could get like one or two packages out a day this is when we mm -hmm. first started mm -hmm. um but in december alone we we sent out over two thousand. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> okay um so it, it we got a lot of free pr i think because of just um during the season that COVID, like people were really supportive of it. Yeah. They saw a need for it because people couldn't go shopping. People couldn't yeah. give gifts. Yes. And so when uh, Victoria went into the lockdown, we also just had a massive, yeah, it just boomed again. Mm. And so it's just been, um, it has been a crazy like journey for us because we thought it would be like a side thing. Yeah. But now like, you know, in December, we were up till like 2 a.m. getting ready for packing for the courier that comes at like 7 a.m. So like wow. it has been, it's been crazy, but um, it's been a really good journey. And just like seeing what growing with all our providers has been awesome. Like yeah. we started like with like one of our uh, chocolate companies, the one that we actually sent to you, Barn mm -hmm. & Co. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like what's your minimum order quantity? And he's like 20. So like, great, we'll take 20. <laughs> and then a week later, I'm like, I need 200. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. Wow, this is really growing. I'm like, I know. And then literally a week later, I'm like, I need 2,000. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> it's just because it's been, wow. yeah. So just growing with them all and it's become a bit of a family and just, mm. yeah, it's been such a great experience. And it's a real feel good for us as well, just going like it's yeah. not just about us. It's about supporting Australian businesses. Yeah. Was it was it a hard thing to sort of, obviously it was um, beneficial that your wife is a graphic designer. So I imagine all the, you know, the, 
the website and stuff like that would be quite easy yeah. um, for her. Like was that – did you find that just almost quite um, simple in a way that, you know, you come from a food perspective, she comes from a digital perspective and – you know, totally you we actually make it we make such a good team hmm. um and thankfully we like working with each other because i know That's a couple good. of married people that like <laughs> don't like living with each other so, <laughs> um, so yeah it's been awesome she's yes. a photographer so yeah we really compliment each other i do a lot of the copy and the, you know the quirky comments and stuff yeah. like that yeah and um yeah it's we make a we make a great team so it made costs were kept quite low because of our individual skill sets so it's been yeah, it's been really fun. Been handy. Been very handy. Um, Jacob, let's let's round this off by talking about you know what your goals are for this year because obviously you got you know you've got the book, you're doing TV, you're obviously still doing food yeah. styling, you've got this amazing online business now. <laughs> like, what the hell are you going to do this this year? Yeah, man? It's, it's a great question actually because mm. people do ask like you know what do you what's your focus? I'm like I don't yeah. uh, everything. Um, <laughs> So I guess for me, the goal is getting more on uh, doing more food and television. Uh, that's yeah. a real new passion for me. Shooting with Diana last year and, um, yeah, just with Chefs Inc., um, my uh, talent, the talent agents that I'm with, it's yes. just been awesome. It's just been great to, you know, for them also that they didn't have a food style prior to me. So, yeah, just trying to add a, anything else that I can do from a, you know, TV media point of view, even like this great chat. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just awesome. So that's probably for me a, a real goal and focus. Would love to get on more television yep. um, shows and wherever can feature. Just because it is such a passion, um, yes. And I I love it. I think it's so fun being creative and yeah. Food is the only art form. Did you know this one? Food is the only art form that requires all five senses. Yeah. And I, when I read that in your book, I was like, shit, that's true. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just like, that is like. That's incredible. Like, yeah. cool Picasso, but you can't taste your art. Yes. But for us, like, it's seeing, smelling, tasting, hearing. It's just like it, it's it's an all-encompassing experience. It's overwhelming. Mm. And so, yeah, just whatever I can do to, you know, try and just share my passion and love for food um, and have some fun with it. Yes. Because I'm not very serious about it in, <laughs> in a casual way. I'm like, yes. yeah, let's, yeah. like, And you can see that in my recipes as well. 100%. Like. A, I'm not going to be doing like a crazy recipe and I'm all for cheating recipes as well, like convenience because no one has like a couple of hours to make, you know, ice cream sometimes. So just, yeah. you know, if I have yeah. to buy store-bought ice cream and, you know, do something with that, like I'm all for that. So, yeah, I just think just sharing my food passion, I think everyone has their own angle. So mm. that would be a real, um, yeah, I think focal point for me for this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously good day people is still chugging along. So we've got a lot more systems and people and staff now um, <laughs> that takes a lot of the workload off us now. So that's good. That's awesome. Mate, I'm just I'm just glad from a perspective that you're in front of the camera more now. Like I think coming from a food sales background where you're behind the camera, like you've always right. – you've, I think you've been born to be in front of the camera and really, <laughs> and really um, you know, show, seriously like show people like – what food is really about and make it accessible and make it fun and make it jovial. And I think we we need more of that in the industry mm. and not, you know, sometimes the 100% seriousness that it, that it sometimes becomes. Yeah. So I think that's the yeah. awesome thing about what you're doing. So well done. 
Thanks, Sean. Um, Jacob, what's the best way that people can find out um, about you, what you're doing, buy the book? Yeah, sure. Go to Good Day People, um, all that stuff. Yes, sure. So I guess uh, uh, at Jacob Food for Instagram and mm-hmm. jacobfood.com au uh, for my website mm-hmm. um there's recipes there and that's also your uh place where you can buy the book um awesome. so that that's like the food side and yeah if you're the gift tamper business and then also i know that there's lots of people in hospitality that listen to this amazing podcast so yeah uh we're always keen and always looking for new suppliers for good day people mm-hmm. um and so people can follow us on um social media it's good day people underscore and uh the website's gooddaypeople.com so yeah if there's anyone in the hospitality industry that you know has cool products or Mm -hmm. yeah wants to showcase anything um yeah would be really keen so drop us a line beautiful i'll make sure i link that up in the show notes as always jacob thanks so much for your time sean thank you Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Principle of Hospitality, the podcast. We hope you really enjoyed this episode. Please comment, like, and share this podcast with your friends in the industry. We're making this content with the industry in mind, so we'd really appreciate you sharing along with those that you care about in the industry. Thanks as well to our sponsor, Chef's Hat, the largest family-owned and operated hospitality supplier in Australia. They strive to inspire cooks, chefs, bakers and bartenders to deliver the best product with the best tools every day. We're so proud to partner with them. That's where the industry shops. And if you don't know us at Poe, Sash, my co-founder from Principal Design, has one of the best design agencies in Australia. So if you're looking for anything around strategy, branding, digital design and graphic design, then you can find them at principaldesign.com.au and myself at Open Pantry Consulting for anything to do with hospitality operations, strategy and recruitment. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks to Chef's Hat for supporting us. And until next time, stay safe. Cheers.